Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Man. Shit is crazy, y'all. What am I gonna do? I think I'll find a new job. Welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast where we help restaurant patrons enjoy their experience by giving them a look behind the industry curtain. I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a... Hi, I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, and on today's podcast, this is the first of a two-part series. We are comparing independent restaurants versus the corporate chain restaurants. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Danny Davila. What's up, everybody? Hey, Danny. Well, uh, today we have a very special guest. We have with us Joe Cholak. Cholakian. What up, what up? Are we doing Joe or Joseph? Um, let's do Joseph. All right, Joseph Cholak in the house, the Cholakian. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> and uh, later on to compare, we're going to do uh, uh, next week's interview with Rick Duffy. And he's going to do the part of the... Duff Daddy. The, the co- corporate world. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the obvious. Independent restaurants have one or two units. And the corporate chain restaurants obviously have multiples over, you know, that one brand is going to be over several states usually. But many... Um, location so there's advantages and disadvantages to both so let's start at the top in the in the independent you have i can only assume that you have a close relationship with the owner at least the owner involvement is is more direct yeah so um let's see like i started in a corporate oh i didn't know that so i started um in a corporate restaurant but working my way up. Okay. Working as a server, bar back, bartender. So you learn certain things from a corporate perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you, you know, once I moved to, you know, what we would call a mom-pa restaurant or independent, uh, I took some of those things from the, yeah, (laughs) took, you take some of those things from the corporate and you, you try to implement it into a, a non-corporate because obviously we see corporate, they work. You know? mm-hmm. So what I try to do is when I worked at those places for a couple of years, I took what seemed to work from the corporate the good side, stuff. the good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, when you go to a, a non-corporate, especially one that's starting off, you know, like uh, where, where 
the two that I actually worked at were probably three, four years into their, you know, okay. establishment. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that were missing. So you, you kind of, the good thing about a non-corporate is, you know, you have the advantage to implement a lot of stuff that isn't there mm-hmm. or change things as you go. A corporate. They're stuck from, in their ways almost. Yeah. They're, and they're successful. It's yeah. not like they're not successful. That's why they, they're stuck in those ways because it works. But, uh, you know, for a non-corporate, we, for me, for instance, I was able to implement a lot of stuff that wasn't there. And that was a, a great advantage because you, you, you got to see things, you know, you failed at some, some things, but you, you, you saw some of the things that worked and you, you grew from those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the non-corporate, um, I liked better because it was, it was a sense of, uh, um, kind of like putting your own stamp on it. You had growth. Yeah, you like. had growth, and you were you had a little bit more freedom to to implement things. Mm-hmm. As a corporate, when when I was there, everything was by the book. Exactly. You know, so there are advantages to both. Um, I kind of gravitated towards the non corporate side because uh, I was allowed to implement things that I thought were maybe better than a corporate way. You know. Okay. I mean that. If I'm understanding correctly, you enjoy the the decision chain is a lot shorter. You know, if you see something that you want to do or like, I can only imagine in, in, a, in a chain restaurant, you either can't make those changes or you have to go to, you know, maybe three levels of boss above you to, make, to get that decision made. Yeah, again, like, so I, I never managed a corporate chain. Okay. So I wouldn't know exactly what that process is, but being able to manage a non-corporate chain, um, it was usually myself with the owner or myself with the owner's right-hand person. Mm -hmm. And so together we'd say, hey, I think this would work. Let's implement this and see if it does. Or, you know what, we've been doing this for a while and this doesn't seem like it's working. Maybe we should change this. And we were able to. Yeah. With, I'm assuming, more of a, a corporate chain. It's multiple steps. Yeah. It's to go multiple through. steps yeah. and they're probably not going to change something because it's been going this route for, and they're successful mm-hmm. if they've been there for a long time. True. So for a manager to come in and say, hey, you know what, let's change this, I'm assuming you'd have to. Too many steps, I would think, to be like, oh, I'm not even going to try to change this. I'm just going to go with whatever, you know, their their ways are. Well, give us an example of maybe something that you were able to influence more directly, um, whether it's a policy or a menu change or give us. So uh, just like you said, there was um, like service techniques like carrying a tray okay. that weren't implemented in restaurants. Um in a non-corporate, we were able to say, hey, everybody has to carry a tray. Okay. Um, to doing a wine list. Um, I was had the freedom to uh, purchase different wines, be able to come up with my own wine list for the restaurant. You know, of course, it was still approved by the owner, but, you know, on a non-corporate, yeah. you know, stage there, you you were able to have you more have to go freedom. You four or five yeah. people, like, you know, like I guess with any kind of corporate, there's going to be a regional manager. Then from there, you got to go to right, the higher right. ups, and 
you didn't have to go through all those steps of process yeah. to get one thing done. So I, I was at you know a, a non corporate restaurant where I first got there. Everybody was chewing gum, oh. and I was like, "This is crazy." How's even the chef was chewing gum. I'm like, <laughs> so it was easy to go to the owner and say, hey, look, you know, here are the reasons why you shouldn't be chewing gum in a restaurant. Yeah. And we were able to change that and make that actually a procedure or mm -hmm. a rule. Hey, no chewing gum in the restaurant. So example, of just something simple as that, where maybe in a corporate, you're, you don't, you don't chew gum at all. But like in a mom and pa, there's some things that were just allowed to do yeah. yeah and you you know most people most owners that were just starting off didn't know those things true true so those are some of the simple things where hey i can just go in there and say this doesn't seem right let's change it and the owner would say okay yeah that that makes sense let's do it yeah that's um it, it seems oversimplistic to say you know um you you were amazed by chewing gum or you know i've seen cell phone use just yeah, really phone out phone, you know yeah. It's, it's 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 interesting that we take that for granted sometimes, depending on what our our, our perspective is. And uh, what are some of the challenges do you, do you face then? What are some of the downsides that you that you've experienced? So I would say, you know, some of the challenges is that in a mom pa place, a non corporate place, I, I I like to just use that phrase. I've probably used it forever mom pa place yeah but um I, it, it's it's challenging in the sense that um there is a little bit of it's it's always hard to fire somebody right i mean it's probably one of the hardest things as a manager any manager would say especially if somebody's been there for a while and, mm -hmm. and you got to know them as a person and you had to let them go so in a corporate it, it seems to be black and white, you know, you, you, you screwed up, you didn't show up, you're done. Yeah. But in a, a non-corporate, I, I feel like there is a little bit of more freedom where you say, okay, you didn't show up. What was your reason? Or you slept in or I right, don't do it again. Okay. You know, and, and the challenge is, is because it's not so black and white. I, I feel that people get away with a little bit more than they should, unless you just, you know, you have a, a manager team mm -hmm. that everybody's on board. And one of the challenges is trying to get all the managers on board because in a non-corporate, there's, I guess, a little bit more freedom to kind of different styles. Yeah, different, different styles. And, and there's, and I there's, could see that there's for no sure. set of guidelines <laughs> for managers as well. And they can kind of do what they want. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get everybody on the same team. You know, and, and I think you guys have witnessed too is, you know, you can have four managers and two of them push carrying a tray and the mm -hmm. other two don't. You're never going to get work. It's not going to work. You're never going to get everyone carrying a tray because on, on your shifts they are and on the shifts that the managers don't enforce it, they're not carrying a tray and it just it doesn't work out. So that's that's one of the big challenges is with the management team. And describe for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining here that there's probably a different dynamic when a lot of employees can, can have direct access to the owner, whether it's employees or, or fellow managers and things like that. So I can only imagine that it breaks down the chain of command a little bit 
and I would give the example, I'm, you know, I love football and things like that. And, you know, um, like let's say the Cowboys owned by Jerry Jones, you know, a player can have direct access to him. Yeah. And it, it, you could tell that that franchise is run a little bit different. Yeah. Can you speak on that a little bit or am yeah, I out of the... So, you know, when a owner is there on the property and he's, he's a hands-on guy, um, there's a tendency that the staff, if they don't like the way a manager says something or does something, they can go directly to the owner, right? Mm-hmm. And they can voice their opinion. Um, the, the one thing that I've always stressed, you know, when I start in a, a, a mom and pop place is you get with the owner and you say, Hey, look, you got my back. I got your back. Um, if I fire somebody, you can't rehire that person. Cause then now it discredits the sure. manager. What you're trying to do. Yeah. And now they're not going to listen to me. They're going to go directly to the owner every, every time. time. <laughs> so you have to, you have to almost upfront get with the owner and say, look, you know, this is a relationship between us. Um, we back each other up. And and uh, if, if somebody comes to you, you they're almost playing the mom power. Oh, hey, if, true, true. if dad says no, I'm going to go to ma. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of maybe that's mm-hmm. where the mom power, uh, comes into play there. But, you know, you, you both have to say no. You have to back each other up. So um, with the owner on the premises and always being there, that's what staff tend to do they're gonna hey if i don't get my way here i'm gonna go somewhere else or, or or talk to the owner so you have to almost get with the owner right away build a relationship with the owner and say hey look you know if you're allowing me to manage this place um you have to give me that you know authority to you know what, whatever it is manage it the, the way that obviously you want it run but if, if something goes a certain way where a staff doesn't like it, if they go to you, they you know you still have to direct and say, you know what, this is what Joseph said. If yeah, it has to be a united Joseph, front. You go to him. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something unfair, then come to me and, and we'll you know, yeah, we'll discuss it then, or we'll discuss it all three together. Your complaint. So that's one of the things where you like know, like a family. It is. It's it's a it's a family with your work. You know, it's funny because you're working with. Sometimes people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and sometimes you're working with 18 to 22-year-olds, mm. and they're, everybody's different. And you're sometimes, as a manager, you're a counselor, you're, you're a parent in some ways, you're, you know, you're all these different hats. And uh, people don't see that sometimes, they don't realize, and, and people come to you with everything under the sun. Yeah. And you're, you know, like in some, you're the glue. You hold some sets you're like, <laughs> you're, you're giving out information. We're like, am I even supposed to be giving out this information? I'm not qualified for this kind of, you know, yeah. psychology or whatever. But um, it, it's, it's, a, it's nice because there is a lot of freedom in a non-corporate. Um, and I, I believe that you're a lot closer with the owner. Um, because they are there more often, they're more hands-on. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice bonus, um, and and hopefully you you establish a relationship early on, where it it can grow and it does become like a family. Okay. And, and the staff sees that. And you you mentioned uh, bonus. So what are some of the perks that you you experience in a monpod versus um, you know, a strictly 
So, you know, because you're closer as a family, um, I can speak, you know, from experience. Uh, I was able to do do things in life that I don't know if I could have taken off. Maybe, you know, I went on a couple of mission trips. Mm -hmm. So the owner that, you know, I'm currently working for, he would give me those, you know, I I took three weeks off to go to on a mission trip. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be able to do that in a corporate place. They they probably are a little bit more structured. Hey, you get two weeks off a year, or you know, you get two, your time. Yeah, yeah, two it. weeks paid vacation. That's it. But with a non corporate and and having an owner that's like family, uh, he's he understands those kind of things, and and you're allowed to to have a little bit more freedom in that area. So awesome! Um, that's that amazing. Was one of the huge bonuses for me. Um, also, schedule isn't as strict. So if I wanted to request a couple of days off here, wanted to request off a weekend here, uh, it was a little bit more flexible there. Wow, you, you're touching on all the, all the questions that I had. <laughs> so we'll do it a little bit differently. So what I'd, I'd like you to do is on the, on the scale of one to 10, um, without giving us, I'm not interested in how much you made or anything like that without the numbers, you know, just your general feelings on it. How would you rate each of the following? Um, your pay in this side of uh, restaurants compared to corporate, um, I would say corporate pays more. Okay, um, just from friends that are in the same position at different restaurants, uh, corporate does have uh, better benefits. Um, non corporate, it depends on where they're at. So if they're just starting off, it's only been a couple of years. You're not going to get those those perks as a, a corporate would. So on the um, scale of one to ten, you okay. would you would rate the pay in a non-corporate? Uh, four. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, non-pay perks like I don't know, dry cleaning, uh, phone, whatever have you? Maybe they you know kick in a little bit for your car. I don't know. Yeah. So again, I, I'm I'm assuming it's going to depend on the non-corporate place because they're they're so small. Mm-hmm. Um, they might only have one or two restaurants. Um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, where I'm at is my phone. Everything's taken care of. Um, perks along the way is just, you know, he'll throw you a hundred here or 500 mm-hmm. there. Hey, you're going on vacation. Here's 500. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. I don't know if in a corporate place you would. Probably not as much. Right. Do that for you. you get the handshakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, stuff like that, you know, those are those are priceless things that you're, you know, yeah, you might not get paid as much, but you know, I'd rather have the freedom to take a couple of weeks off here or, mm-hmm. or you know, something else than it's you know having that structure and two weeks off and that's it a year and. So the non-paid perks would would gather a what out of ten for you. Um, I would say eight. Nice. And uh, job security, just your overall feeling uh, of, you know, if you perform, you just. Yeah, job security, I would say it's up there, nine or ten. Okay. Um, Especially if you establish that relationship with the owner Mm -hmm. early on um, and you're always in communication, you're, you're, you're pretty secure. And then uh, finally, uh, you touched upon it a little bit, uh, time off. Yeah. Um, again, so, you know, over the years, I've been with a non, all my, pretty much all my restaurant 
experience as a manager has been with a non-corporate mm-hmm. restaurant. So um, the time off, uh, especially where I'm at now, has been, you know, that's a 10 because and I accommodated you. Yeah, like I, I don't really worry if, if something's coming up in the future if, to request it off because I almost am guaranteed to get it off. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So that is a huge bonus. That's that's priceless. You can't put a number on that. So, you know, if I know that, you know, my honeymoon's going to be in October and I need two weeks off for that, even though I've already taken a week off here and a week off there, whether it's paid or not, mm-hmm. you know, it, just being able to get that the, the time, time off yeah. is priceless. Yeah. So then just, just two more points I'd, I'd like to touch on before I let you go. And uh, thank you for coming, uh, by the way. And uh, you mentioned uh, getting off for holidays and things like that. How, how do you, what's your experience with holidays? Because I've worked in non-corporate and corporate, and it almost seems that you, you, there's no difference almost. Some, some would be open on the major holidays, whether it be Christmas and, I mean, it is the restaurant business. Yeah, yeah. And then others would close because, hey, you know, we want to accommodate and, you know, let your family do this or maybe you split the difference. Maybe you just close early. What, yeah, what are yeah. your um, experiences with that? So I, I never heard of getting off on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so, sign me up. Ray, yeah, that right. <laughs> so uh, holidays are holidays. If it's, uh, are you guys open all the big ones? Christmas and everything, but Christmas, okay. mm. um, Easter, Mother's day are, are huge. I mean, yeah, St. Patty's day is one of our biggest, uh, oh, that's coming up. Yeah. Everybody's working. So, you know, for the past 20 years, I don't remember really getting off uh, a holiday. You know, Christmas, yes. But, you know, you still had to work Christmas Eve. Eve and exactly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people still come out on Christmas Eve. We try to close earlier on Christmas Eve. But, you know, if somebody comes in at 8, you're still there till 10. Yeah. So even if you're trying to close early, you're, you're, you just never really get out too much earlier than you hope for got you um but all the holidays i'm you know it's it's the business and Mm -hmm. you know we always tell people when they're hired can you work weekends and holidays because you know nobody wants to work those but (laughs) if you're if you're signing up for the restaurant business that's just that's part of it and you know if you're not willing to give up you know your weekends and holidays then it's not the business for you yeah, I mean, plus those are the days that you're, that making, you're making money. money. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah other the, o- are the owners are making a lot of money, and you can potentially make some good money. Um, you know, and ours, uh, everything's uh, you know jacked up. The prices are double. You know, you're you're doing uh, twice the business and twice the money, and the servers and and bartenders are making twice the money as well. So, you know, there's there's good and bad to it. The the bad is if you have a family. Uh, you, you're not going to spend a lot of holidays with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the good side is you're you're making a lot of money that day, and uh, you know you, you just got to weigh the cost out before you consider getting into this this business. And and I think a lot of people start off, you know, they're single, they're young, and then they, life happens. Yeah, and then life happens, and they have to decide, hey, do I still want to pursue this and and you know you you forfeit some some things here and there but it's it's a it's a lifestyle that gives you a lot of freedom yeah and um you make you know you make good money and and it's money that you take home almost every day oh yeah and uh you know the people that don't see that 
you're you're got to be somewhere in the top 50 percent of america at least that makes good money it's just not on your taxes because you don't see it as much because you're only claiming your tips or you should be claiming your tips but should be claiming everything <laughs> prank so, caller, prank caller. Who is this? <laughs> claim your tips. Claim your tips. So uh, we'll let you go on this one. Oh, yeah. And um, knowing what you know now, you have uh, a choice of actually opening your own restaurant. Let's let's just suppose. Mm -hmm. Would you go into a franchise where you know that everything's taken care of? Whether it be the advertising. You know that uh, you're going to have the supply chain all plugged in, and it's you know it's obviously a little bit different in the uh, the operations behind the scenes, but it's still the restaurant business. Or would you rather own your own mom and pop, as you call it, mm -hmm. and have a bit more control, but all the liability, uh, obviously the liabilities on all of us. Yeah. yeah. But uh, um, you know. I would say it, it could go both ways. So because I've seen a lot of stuff go on in the restaurant business and, and being a manager, there would be a lot of things that I'd want to implement mm -hmm. and having my own restaurant. So um, in one sense, you know, starting your own restaurant and being able to put your own stamp on mm -hmm. it and, and making sure that things are followed the way you want them to be followed. Um, that's, I would go that route. Um, but if you're going to start a franchise that's very successful, um, there's so many benefits to that as well. You mm -hmm. know, they're, they're going to start off just by the, the name, name recognition. Brand. Yeah. Exactly. The name recognition alone. Um, you're probably going to start off really well. Mm -hmm. And so that would be a plus side as well. But, being in a non-corporate restaurant for as many years as I have been, I would lean towards starting my own place, having my own name, um, you know, implementing my own, own yeah. procedures and policies. You're always going to, if you get, if you have any, you know, experience in a corporate place, you're always going to again, take some of those things from a corporate place. Cause they make sense. They make sense. They work. And you're going to take those things and implement them in your own place. Um, and, th and that's why a lot of people um, follow successful restaurants. You know, you look at some of those big chains that are always busy. They're, they're everywhere. Um, there's a reason why. True. And, and they're very successful. And, and there's a lot of places that are starting off, a lot of restaurants that, you know, an owner says, okay, how do we do this? They're going to grab a, a, a handbook from, a successful Absolutely. corporate one and at least try to model some of it, you know, to get going. And so, um, you have to follow the model. The model you have to because approved and yeah, you know, I mean, there it's, it's, there's a reason why they, they're why things are successful, successful. Mm -hmm. and there's always going to be some things you're going to learn from a, a non-corporate and a corporate. And if you want to start off, you, you really should, invest some time and search research into a corporate place mm -hmm. and at least again grab the good things that make sense and say Structure. okay yeah let's get let's get the bones in place and then we'll kind of implement our own 
here and there, whether it's, again, carrying a tray, whether it's not chewing gum, whether it's, <laughs> you know, everybody wears a hat, they don't wear a hat, they wear gloves, they don't wear gloves, whatever the procedure or policies after that, mm-hmm. you kind of work through those. But, you know, there, there's a formula for a, a successful restaurant. It's, it's good food, good atmosphere, good service. And so you, ha- you have those in place. You're, you're, you should be doing pretty good. Excellent, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, audience, for listening once again. We'll come at you next time, which is next week, with a brand new podcast with the Modern Waiter. I'm Marlon Joseph, and I'm Danny DeBella. We'll see you next time. Oh, sassass is Units that we sold. Goddamn nigga, you're flipping the whole script. Watch fucking out the chickens who suck dick. Who's that spinning that love in the hot shit? Turn that shit quick and don't you forget it. Slow down, boy, your game is insane. I just came to show how we hang. Got blocked, blocked, blocked. Show. Oh,